Hey guys, David back here with another episode of the Cerebral Palsy and Fitness Podcast. And today I'm with Kaylina. She has her own YouTube channel. She's an advocate for the deaf community. And she's also an aspiring entrepreneur. Welcome, Kaylina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to know, to learn about your journey and how you've overcome so much despite having, despite dealing with uh, your disability. Could you fill us in on what your background is like? What was it like growing up for you? Yeah, for sure. So I became deaf at the age of four. Um, so I all started due to an infection, unfortunately. Um, so from there, it was very challenging. And um, so I definitely, so that's the basic, and my little background. So I am a uh, mental health coach for people who have disabilities. So I finally getting my business off the market, just trying to get it out there. And I'm an upcoming author. So I actually do have a book coming up, which I'm super excited about. And yes, I am a YouTuber. I need to go back on YouTube. I have been slacking a little bit. YouTube is <laughs> a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it is. I can. Yeah. I can. I can tell you uh, from personal experience. Uh, there's times where I'm like working on videos, and it's such a grind. And then there's times where I got to take a break for a few weeks to maybe a month just to kind of, uh, kind of re- recuperate and refocus because it's it takes a lot out on you. It does. It really does. That's why I just said, you know, I'm going to take a break and just focus on things that's really more important right now. So tell me, what was, um, was it easy for you growing up? Did you deal with any like bullying from kids? Um, it was difficult. However, in the beginning, it was a little bit easier because I went to a deaf school mm-hmm. and then I went to a hearing school. So the hearing school was a lot more challenging than the deaf school, of course, because it's my community, so I felt comfortable. And I was learning a lot of things about myself that I did now, especially communicating with people about it, especially in the hearing community. So that was totally different. And when I went to the hearing school, I was bully a lot. I didn't have anybody that looked like me or anybody that had my back. A lot of teachers didn't know how to work with me. It sounded like they never have someone who had a disability in the classroom before, which is ridiculous. Um, so I was staying in hand school, yes, I felt really different. However, I started to develop the confidence a little bit more since in grade one or grade two, I stopped going to the deaf school because it was too far for me. And um, and I was getting a little bit older, so my mom kind of wanted me to stick with the hand school just to help me get confidence out there and kind of interact with people that I was hearing. Hey, moms are awesome. I can tell you from personal experience, uh, I dealt with the same situation you did as far as like being in school and then being told I was too slow by teachers in the classroom and they didn't want me there. Um, you know, the funny thing is uh, moms are always the ones to really stick out for you because my mom, she 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 wasn't playing when she came, when it came to my education. She wanted what, <laughs> right? was, what was best for me. You know, and this, I'm pretty sure it was the same thing for from your mom. You know, she wanted the best for you, and so she fought for you. Yeah, exactly. Mom does the best. I, I give so much credit for mom down there. Yeah, they they really don't get enough credit. Like, you know, they they help you through so much. And um, when was it uh, that you decided to uh, say, you know what? There's a time and there's a time right now where it's a perfect time to become an advocate. When did you when did you choose to become 
in Advocate? Okay, so it's such a cute story. So I was working at a big park in Canada. It's called Canada Wonderland. I had my hair in a ponytail. I was on break. I was just walking, enjoying my break. A little boy came up to me who was also deaf and he had a hearing aid in. And um, he poked me and I thought he was lost because it's a big park. And I'm like, why are you lost? And he's like, no, miss, I wear hair need too. I'm like, oh my God. And then like, we just had a little small talk and his mom was like, she said, she looked lost for a second because she's like, why is my son talking to this stranger? <laughs> and then I guess she noticed my hair need was already showing. And she's like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're deaf too. You have hair need. Oh my God. Like, this is my first time my son seeing someone that looks like him in the hearing community. And she learned that to me, you're gonna make a difference just by doing little things like that. And you're gonna change the world. Okay. So right there, I knew um, I had to advocate because I realized that it's very important for the next generation to know that that there are role models like that look like them. So that's why she's become an advocate. So does this kind of correlate to you? And I know you have aspirations to become an entrepreneur. Is this something you'd like to do with, with what you're doing now? Yes. It is. So what is it that you want to, I guess, accomplish with uh, entrepreneurship? What are some of your ventures? Um, I want to obviously, um, you know, get um, the deaf community voice heard in books, Stephanie books. I want to write a lot of books in children books, adult books, teenager books. And um, obviously now I'm an international speaker. So I want to kick it off internationally to talk to people about inclusivity and deaf community and how can we become a better role for people, not just for the deaf community, but also for different people and the disability community. And um, my goal, honestly, my big goal is to help as many people as I can with my coaching business and help them to advocate for themselves in any other community. Um, how, how do you feel about the current state of, I guess, <clears throat> right now, you and I, of course, we're motivational speakers, and we're always doing these appearances virtually. Do you feel comfortable, like, in an audience setting? Do you feel more comfortable now where we're kind of speaking virtually? Um, I would say virtual, because because you're not looking at them. You have to make different eye contact. <laughs> so, like, virtual, you just look at one thing, and you're good to go. I'm the total opposite. I, I prefer like the energy and the the enthusiasm of the crowd. You know, like, I like to feel the emotion coming out of the oh, crowd. And really? Wow. And you don't get nervous? Like so many eyes have on you? Oh, the, the funny thing is when I first started speaking uh, five years ago, um, my very first appearance was at my former university, which was at UCF. Um, I got to share my story. And let me tell you, I was a nervous wreck. I was sweating. I was trying to get through it. <laughs> um, honestly, I thought it was a complete disaster. And I told myself, you know what? I tried and I don't think I'm going to do this again. But then I realized, you know, it's only one appearance. Why don't I just keep trying and keep going? And here we are, uh, 60 plus appearances later and doing also the podcast. So it all worked That's out. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 all about you being confident in yourself and knowing that there's people around you that um, 
struggle with the same thing. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've all been through it. we all seen it and, you know, we overcome it in ourselves and now we're teaching other people. Speaking about, like, self-confidence and um, self-esteem, a lot of us with various disabilities um, tend to deal with uh, those kinds of emotions and, and feelings. Did you ever feel that way when you were growing up? Of course. I, I really honestly my self-esteem was really bad. I mean, it was not bad, but it was really low. I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself just because I had so many people. Um, I would say the school environment, they kind of overlooked me, so that brought it even more down, where my family was super supportive, uplifting, so the, it, there was no balance for me. So I was very confused in a way, like, should I even be proud of myself or should I set myself back? And because when you're growing up, you're in school all the time from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's a whole day. So that's yeah. like going somewhere and then someone draining you down. And when you go home from 4 to 10, 9, because your bedtime is like 9 o'clock, and you're just like, you got a little like lost a little bit in yourself. And, um, and it was really hard because I was trying to push myself harder but the teachers kept holding me back and telling me, oh, like, you'll be fine. But, you know, that's not my family expectation. So your family have different expectations versus going to school. And teachers don't follow up with parents' expectations in the classroom, which is where it caught us, especially disability people. We're just like, what the hell? Like, what are we right. like, you know? So it makes us confused. It's like, are you kidding? Like, no, like, my family has expectations for me. Please follow them. And teachers don't realize that they are, they are literally the main reason why a lot of students lose their confidence to the self-esteem. Don't do well in school. And this is why, especially high school students now, the majority of them drop out because they don't, they don't want to be around that environment that's going to pull them down. Yeah, I, I can, I can tell you from, again, from personal experience, I, I work with students. Um, I used to be a teaching assistant for a couple of years at a at middle, in a couple of middle schools. And then I work now as an advocate for uh, middle school students. So I kind of help figure out ways for them to build that confidence and, and that belief in themselves and also to speak up when needed, you know, get, give them that exactly. platform that, you know, that they're not alone, you know, but if, if they need the help, I'm just standing, you know, in the shadow in case they need me to step in. You know, I don't, I try not to, not to intervene too much because I want them to be learn to be independent, you know, because I, right. I, I see them as young adults. I don't see them as, as kids, you know, I see them as young men, you know, because I deal with all boys. So. Right. It's very uh, important to look at them like that. Cause that way they, they respect you more and you give them that respect, you know, to earn that I feel like with not just boys, just for both, you know, gender, I feel like once you treat them with respect and treat them how they should be treated, they would come to you more. And that's what I learned a lot when I was growing up. Yeah, take advantage of uh, the resources available, whether it's it's uh, your family, your friends, relatives, uh, mentors, teachers, coaches, anybody out there that's willing to, to listen to you or to help you grow is, is a huge asset. Mm-hmm. I agree. So what would you tell, I guess, um, 
someone who is right now struggling with, uh, you know, their self-esteem, embracing their disability, you know, uh, things, like, things say, like that. I would say, honestly, I would say what you need to focus on something that is bothering you. Try not to think too big out of it. I feel like a lot of time we think too big about it and we need to take a step back and really look at the little things that what we're stuck on the most. Because when I was growing up, I was so thinking about the biggest pictures instead of the smaller things that can help me to get up there. Yeah. And I feel like we need to focus on the baby step, baby step. And I tell people, take your time. Always take your time. There's no rush. You know, you have all these years to live life. And I talk, right. and I know, I feel like this generation, this generation, I feel like they're too fast. Like, I'm like, oh, no, like, you know? So it's all about baby step. I always tell them, if they're, if they're really going through a lot, I would ask them and say, hey, why don't you work on the baby step? Or find a therapist. A lot of times when you tell someone, oh, what if you thought about that? They they think it's for people who are mentally ill. And then I tell people that's not what it's for. It's just, it's important to have those type of support and someone you can talk to outside the box because it's super important. So. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, you know, um, communication is, is key and, and also have that person that'll just sit there and, and, and listen to you, you know, not, not say I'm, I'm one of those, until I'll sit there and I'll listen to you and I won't say a word until you're done, you know? Exactly. No judgment, nothing. <laughs> exactly. I won't say a word. I don't think anything. I just open up my ears and keep it at that. Exactly. So you mentioned you were, I guess you were in the process of writing a book, right? Or somewhat in the stages? Yeah, yeah, am I in a book? So um, in my last final stage, I would say. <laughs> oh, so you're in the, you're about to, you're, I guess you're in the revision stage or you're kind of revising and then eventually it'll get published? Yes, I'm in the project of getting it published. That's where I'm at, yeah. What, what is the name of the book? If you don't every day, sure. every day I am just deaf. Okay, awesome, awesome. And do you know when it'll be released or like anything at all? My goal is to get it released by May first, just because of the pandemic. So okay. I feel like all my book had to hold back, unfortunately. So my goal is to get it released this year by May first. So. All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, just remember. May 1st, once that book's released, you also definitely check it out and support her, her venture. It's, it's, uh, it's always, it's always really cool to see, uh, people go above and beyond just, uh, public speaking. Like I want to write a book eventually. It's just, I have to figure out, you know, title and then what I'm going to base it on and, and figure out, you know, who am I going to work with to help me, you know, edit, uh, write it out you know publish it it's it's a long process not only that but you're talking about money too you're shoving out money to oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's a lot of work and you want to make sure you work with the right people you don't want people to be you know taking advantage of your book idea that's the number one thing you want to work with someone who wanted to put you yeah you want to make sure to uh trademark and copyright everything you know you don't want to end up in a dispute or 
into trouble yourself, you know? Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 wonderful. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure my listeners here today are looking forward to it as well. Uh so where can we find you or contact you if you have any questions? <laughs> so if anybody has any questions, anybody can more than welcome to check out my website, which is cleanempowerment.com. And for Instagram, social media, that's Queen Boss. Uh, I like I like that. That's Queen Boss. Very, <laughs> very, very out there. Very, very confident. You know? That's Queen Boss. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, you don't you don't really hear much of that in the in the uh, disability community. You don't. You really don't. That's why I'm super excited to tip this off and work with them and get them out there too and be like, yes, let's do this, let's do this. Yeah, get the get the hashtag trending. Dev Queen Boss. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Get it out there. Well, uh, Kaylina, it was a pleasure having you on. And I will make sure to link uh, all your socials in the description of this episode. You're going to be able to find this episode on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you're also going to find it on YouTube and every other major podcasting outlet out there. And I tend to always end the podcast with if I can do it so can you but lately I've been kind of in a sharing mood so I usually go and say if we can do it so can you so thank you thank you guys for listening today and I hope you have a good one <laughs>